everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles framework. I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest, Cheyenne Fant. Cheyenne serves as Director of Nutrition Services at Barron County Schools in Glasgow, Kentucky. She has served in this role for more than 10 years. She recently won a Women's School Leadership Award from American Association of School Administrators. This is a national recognition paying tribute to the talent and creativity of extraordinary women in educational administration across our nation's public schools. The Women in School Leadership Award winners were announced at this year's AASA National Conference. Cheyenne is known for being a servant leader who is passionately committed to those she serves in the district. Barron County Schools began partnering with Studer Education this past November. And so we are extremely excited to welcome Cheyenne to our show today. You're in for a treat to hear her story and the story of her work and her team's work in Barron County. Cheyenne, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, looking forward to this interview. Uh, so thank you for sharing your time. And you know, I think let's start if we could, if you would share with our listeners a little bit about your background and what led you to get into education. Absolutely. Well, I've had a long and winding journey. Um, I've been with Barron County Schools for over 20 years. I started out as um, an EBD teacher at Barron County High School. And then a few years later, I became the family consumer science education teacher. And then that role kind of morphed into the culinary arts position with the dual credit and hospitality focus. And then um, a couple, a few years later, I was the um, after school coordinator, 21st century um, after school guidance counselor and and after school coordinator enrolled into the same job and um our district was very fortunate to be able to get 21st century grants for every school that we had and so um, i became the district director of after school programs and about six months later they were like hey do you want to do food too and i said <laughs> sure <laughs> so um that that's kind of how how my professional life has has morphed um from teacher to where i am today with Barron County Schools. I'm also married to um, a wonderful chemistry teacher at Barron County High School. Um, we have three children. Um, Kyle is my bonus daughter, and she's married and has a son named Oliver. And then I have two boys, Will and Dean, a senior and an eighth grader. Um, and my dreams, honestly, like to be in education um, was never something that I thought I would do. Um, I I was in school, high school. I thought I was going to be the next Diane Sawyer. Journalism and PR were definitely my things. Um, I started with that role at Western Kentucky University doing my bachelor's degree. And um, I, I had some change of heart while I was there doing that. And I migrated to hotel restaurant management, which is what wow. my father did. So okay. definitely right. a, an odd way to, to get into the field of education. Um, my dad was a park manager at Barron River State Park, um, one of the nation's finest state parks with Kentucky State Parks. And um, there I began um, to find a passion for living in the hotel industry. We, we lived on the resort. So um, I had a life that I was able to, um, I worked there, but I also lived there. So I was a lifeguard, a server. I worked in recreation, housekeeping. 
um, helped with events planning. I sat behind the front desk um, as a little girl answering the phones and trying to take reservations. Um, So that was just kind of um, that love of, of hospitality kind of transformed me into, I always wanted to be a hospitality trainer. And so I graduated with a degree in hotel restaurant management, decided that I, that was not what I wanted to do. And um, I went back to a career advisor and said, you know, what can I do? This is, I want to be a trainer, but those jobs are just far, far and few between. And they're like, well, training is like education. <laughs> and I'm like, I love oh, it. that's what I need to do. <laughs> yeah. God, so interesting. So it's just funny how how the interconnections of circles come, like with your family. So you, that's what you knew, right? You knew that, type, that business, but you had and, kind of this passion for teaching and training. Yes, and my uh, my grandmother was a was a school cook for thirty years. So um, it really does kind of come come full circle. So um, you know, and and the other piece of my job that I absolutely love that I get to dabble in with now is um, I still help with after school programs, and I started that role as a guidance counselor. And my mother was a social worker, so I think both of my parents have mm. have heavily influenced my um, my career roles um, definitely over the over over my lifetime. That's great. So, um, Cheyenne, by the way, my great grandmother was the um, cafeteria manager at a, at Blunt Junior High School years ago. I love that. Yeah, it's and um, I, I remember. You know what I remember as a little kid, I used to call her and ask her if she would just bring me some of those peanut butter cookies. You know, so. <laughs> absolutely. Here it's the homemade cinnamon rolls and the oatmeal squares. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's, it's isn't it funny? Like what we want, like you know, so. Um, and she, and, uh, and you know what, it's, it's so, um, I still meet people today who remember her for the love that she had, you know, for the young people and how significant she was to their lives. So talk a little bit more as you got into education and now in the position that you're in, in school nutrition and, and, you know, what do you, what do you do in that role right now? So, um, like I said, I, I kind of wear many hats. We are a small district of around 5,300 students. And so um, my hats include nutrition services, after school programming and child care, along with helping with the communications team. Um, I think it, my number one job, though, is to be the creator of culture. When I took over the nutrition services program, um, we were probably in the biggest um, national challenge about school lunch. This was about nine years ago with when the Healthy Hungry Free Kids Act um, was started and the industry had not caught up with the policy that was in place. So there were lots of obstacles to overcome at that point. So um, our job was to really rebrand what school lunch was all about. So we started out, um, we went from, um, you know, having, you know, school t-shirts to chef coats and chef pants. And we were treating ourselves. We adopted the Ritz Carlton mm-hmm. motto of uh, treating, we were ladies and gentlemen, serving ladies and gentlemen. And so, um, that was, that's a big part of it, creating that culture for um, our students and our staff, you know, making sure, and, and, and um, making sure financially that we're sound. That was also a a big hit Mm -hmm. for our department. When I took over this role, Um, we were, we were sitting in the negative and now I can, I can say we've we've done a lot of positive changes and and come around financially Um, creating excitement about the menus and the things that we offer giving the people that work in our department the tools to be successful, I think is, is very important. And that's really my role. Um, we can have great food. We can have healthy choices. We can have great customer experience. I wanted everybody to treat every child in our district the way my grandmother 
treated me when I walked through the line, you know, she knew I didn't like dark chicken meat. So, uh, you know, I always got a special piece. (laughs) So I wanted that, that feeling that my grandmother was able to give, um, to be given to every child who is in Barron County schools. Um, also part of my role is to maintain nutrition education. And we've been able to do that with a partnership with the Alliance for Healthier Generation. Um, and we were actually named in the, in some of America's healthiest schools across the nation this year. So it's taken us a a big journey to make that happen. Mm -hmm. Um, also doing lots of public relations, event planning, catering. Um, we, we do lots of that in our area and then summer feeding, and um, celebrating, you know, celebrating the staff that we have and the students that we have is really important to me, showing appreciation. Um, and, you know, that's one of the things that that I've always kind of felt has been in my heart. But I think Studer really represents, you know, very well, you know, showing that appreciation. That's really kind of everything in a nutshell um, as far as nutrition services goes. We run we run 10 after school programs and 10 cafeterias. So um, we're here in the morning before everybody gets at school and we stay until the last person leaves about six o'clock every night. So um, it's um, it's a fun job. I absolutely love it. Yeah, you make it sound fun, Cheyenne. I mean, that's the. I mean, I'm smiling, you know, because really, you make it sound fun, and it is fun. And what you're what you're talking about is, um, you're just a, a leader. You're a great leader in providing leadership with vision and focus and customer service, service excellence, and ensuring that you build relationships or your team build relationships with each other and and the students that they serve. Um, that's a that's a wonderful contribution that you're making. And, um, you know, I want to, uh, Dr. Deanna Ashby, uh, your coach for the She's district. She's so good. <laughs> she is good. She sure is good. Um, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, and she talks about that, that with the strategic planning focus groups with middle and high school students, you conducted some food, ta- food taste test sessions and that helped you lead some of the decisions for the school. So can you Share a little bit about the collection of the student feedback and why that was important to do. Absolutely. We, you know, we can make the most beautiful roasted um, Brussels sprouts, you know, (laughs) with olive oil. But if they're not going to eat it, it really doesn't matter how good they look to me or how (laughs) or how great they taste. So that's the student feedback has been absolutely key. Um, Our staff can make a wonderful meal. It fits all the requirements. But if they're not coming through that line and enjoying it and coming home like I I want, you know, when kids get in the car or they get home from the bus um, and the parent says, you know, how was your day today? I want them to say lunch was the best part or breakfast was the best part. And and that happens occasionally. Mm -hmm. Um, so we want to make sure that we, um, that we use that student feedback to give them what they want. So the the student feedback that we get, we do surveys. We also do the district taste testing. We do taste testings within our, um, each individual cafeteria. We try out new food items and we always do, um, some type of voting or some type of system, you know, so if you like it, you know, dispose of it in this trash can. If you don't like it, dispose (laughs) of it in the other trash can or, you know, something along those lines. Um, So all of that gives us feedback. Um, And, you know, just as an example, we had this fantastic homemade meatloaf. The staff loved it. The cooks loved it. Um, It was just like grandma used to make. But our kids in this, you know, in the generation that we have, they're not used to having that meal. So it took a, it took some time mm. before they were, you know, able to taste it and, and, and be able to say, Ooh, that's something I like. So we've had to kind of go back and forth and, 
you know, we've ranked all of our food items, you know, from, from their absolute favorite to their least favorite. And then we, every year we, we chop off those last five least favorite items. Um, they're just off, they're off the cutting board. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. so kids are just brutally honest. And so yeah. I think that is the best thing that they can give mm-hmm. to us. And I love to be able to have that student interaction with the district student council because the students really, they'll tell you more in person than they will, you know, writing on a survey. So um, just simple changes. Like, you know, they were like, oh, when breakfast gets to the classroom and we have these sausage biscuits, the, sometimes the bag is, is, you know, mushy. And so like, we're like, oh, we need to know that. Let's think of a different way to transport. So um, their feedback is absolutely crucial to um, maintaining that appealing and healthy meal um, for all of our kids. Yeah, Same and I'm happened. sure they appreciate it. I'm sure they really do appreciate being able to give that too, Cheyenne. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say same thing with after school, you know, like we will start, you know, some type of club and after school and the kids are like, oh, we're so bored with this or, you know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. quickly we, we turn around and, and change what we're doing. So I, th- I don't think you can wait um, to make those changes when yeah. student experience is, is, is on the line. Yeah. And it's everything. And they, and again, I know they appreciate it. So can you talk a little bit about, um, are there meal or nutrition programs that you're particularly proud? of in your district? Absolutely. And, and, you know, as I think about this question, there's so many things. And I guess the first thing is I'm just so proud of our entire staff. Um, A lot, we have a program called BC Reads and Feeds that sometimes gets a lot of attention. And it is our summer feeding program that is a nonprofit that we started in addition to the federal reimbursements for breakfast and lunch. And so we're able to raise money locally with an event called Walk a Mile in Their Shoes. um, And that raises money to give weekend meal bags to families um, as we do our summer feeding routes. And so that gets a lot of attention. But what I think I'm probably most proud of is just the work that we do every single day and our staff and the entire school system um, during COVID um, we served 2.2 million meals during COVID. And that is just amazing for the, for the, the district that's our size. And it took, you know, it took every bus driver, every support staff that we had, every teacher, every principal, like everybody was hands on deck and making sure, you know, lifting 50 pound boxes, making sure that we had everything, um, that the kids had everything that they needed. It took a great toll on everyone, but I think looking back, I would not change a single thing because we did so much powerful work and it took every single person in this district to make that happen. Um, I would say that, you know, and, and just the staff that we have and the way that we treat our kids. Um, I know that, that there are many grandmas that are created in our lunchrooms, mm-hmm. um, grandmas or grandpas, um, who are created in our lunchroom and the kids absolutely build relationships with the staff that we have, whether it's after school or in the cafeteria. And I know that, for many of the the students in our district, that one caring person that they need is someone who is in our department, just because of the nature and the love that they that they share with the with the students that we have. I think the other thing that um, a couple other things that I'm really proud of is we've been able to open up a childcare center um, for our families of our staff, and so we again noticed that during COVID that we needed um, childcare for the essential workers who were coming in to help deliver food and that type of thing. Um, and that has just, has been a blessing to our school district, but also to the community. 
we have a waiting list and, and we had no idea that that was going to happen when we started. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, um, eight of our schools being named the healthiest schools in America. Um, that's been a goal that we've been working on for about the past nine years. And um, we were finally able to make that happen. And so we're hoping to to be all star schools in that in that area again this next year. Yeah, incredible, Cheyenne. And I, I mean, this is so it's it's so refreshing um, just to to hear. Uh, sometimes we think about the classroom and what goes on in the classroom, but it's so much more than just the classroom. It's what goes on with that student experience, as you described, and the way that you build your teams and provide they provide a service in their interactions with students in a positive way. It's a difference maker for some of those kids and in the programs that you're able to offer. Um, to them and their families in your community. It's just incredible. You know, and so I, um, I'll close today by um, saying, first of all, congratulations for an award that you won, the Women in School Leadership Award for the outstanding work that we can see so clearly today that you've done in the district. So can you tell us uh, about what the interview process was like and, you know, what that, what, what that re- award was like? Yes, first of all, thank you so much. Um, it was definitely a humbling experience, but again, I think everything that that has been given to me is a reflection of the wonderful staff and the people that that I have working around me. Um, we all help meet meet needs, and that's how we all shine together. So, um, but, you know, the interview process was, um, you know, you had to start with an application. I remember the first day, no one told me that I had been nominated. And so I just was randomly checking my email and I had this email from AASA and I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? You know? (laughs) Um, And that's when the work began. Um, They accepted my nomination and um, had to write a few essays and um, produce a video. And so I was frantically working on that during fall break. And then um, in San Antonio in February, um, they had narrowed it down to the top two in each category. And so um, there was an interview process that um, just talked about, you know, the leadership skills that we have, kind of the, you know, who has influenced us and um, that type of thing. So it was between the two of us. And then, you know, you're standing on stage with all these wonderful women who um, have done so many things and, and you're, you're so excited for the other person, you know, thinking that they might win. And so it was just, it was kind of a, you immediately made a connection with those folks and you were heartbroken for them, but then you were excited for yourself. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and I'm sure just the, um, what you got, what you get to see there too, is just some of the outstanding women who are doing great leadership work, you know, so, um, you know, what, it, as, as you're looking at, at leadership in general, you know, I think thinking about having that recognition, you being a strong, strong leader, and as you think about leadership and as women are rising to the occasion to be in leadership positions, you know, what, what do you say to them, Cheyenne, as we close today? What do you say to, to people in terms of leading well? You know, I think, number one, nothing is out of reach. And I think that um, we are all stronger when we work together. So, you know, finding those people who support you and lift you up is the most amazing advice that I could give to, to anybody who's in a leadership role, especially women. Um, I think it's, 
you know, we have a, I, I've been fortunate to have a host of people in our district who are my number one cheerleaders. And I hope that they would say the same thing about me, um, that I would be their, their number one cheerleader. And I think if you can surround yourself by people like that, then that makes for a great leadership team. Um, and just to know, you know, like you can, you can do anything you set your mind to. And, and I, I'm a true believer in that just don't give up and and find people who support you and and know what your strengths and weaknesses are. I think that's important too. Um, and surround yourself by people who have opposite strengths and weaknesses so that together you all can become a cohesive team that can just be a powerhouse. Fantastic. And you are a great leader and mentor to your team. And I'm sure people depend on you quite often to provide uh, good advice to them. Thank you so much for being with us today. Incredible, incredible story of the work that you've done in nutrition, as well as broadly across the district with your leadership. Thank you, Cheyenne, for being with us. Thank you so much. What a inspiring story that Cheyenne tells today. When we think about schools, we have to look at it from the lens of a student's entire experience at the school. And sometimes we just don't give enough attention to those areas that are important to students' lives. And Cheyenne's leadership is something that we can look up to, be proud of. And I just wanna say congratulations to her for the accomplishments that she's made in her life as a leader and her contributions to her team, to students, the community, and the district. Thank you, Cheyenne, for being on our show today. I thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Performance. Please share this episode with a friend or colleague you think this episode will be meaningful to. Also, we'd love to connect with you on social media. To get the scoop on upcoming episodes, please follow Accelerate Your Performance on Instagram. You can also follow Studer Education on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter to get a peek of upcoming episodes and highlights. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles framework so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week.